All right. Hello, people. It's Maya. Welcome back to the podcast. It's just me today, but I did want to give you guys a little bit of a mini episode before the holidays and everything, and I don't know when the next episode is going to come out, probably after the new year along with our merch, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of information and a little bit of something to listen to while you're doing whatever you're doing. Um, so I looked through the Q&A questions and I just kind of am going to get started. I'm not used to podcasting on my own. Uh, every single other podcast I've listened to has had at least another person. So I may be doing this completely wrong, but I'm going to try my best. So today's questions, number one, Corona and being online versus being in school and what I prefer at this point. I am all online. I opted to do all online, which is tough, but at the same time, like, I've been looking at numbers and it's absolutely terrifying. So, on that happy note, I have just decided to opt all online. My siblings are staying in school. However, I just, I mean, it's kind of a mess. I mean, and it's bound to be a mess. However, the vaccine is coming out and I know, like, my dad has access to it because he's an essential worker and a bunch of other people that I know have actually already gotten it, like, parents anyway. Um, so as of right now, I'm all online still, and I'm going to stay like that. I mean, I don't even know how long I'm kind of playing it day by day, week by week, which is really tough for me because I am an organized person that likes to see far ahead into the future. So yeah, that's my little update at this point. I just don't feel like it's safe for me to be in school in person. And we've talked about this before, and it's so, so difficult to be engaged and to be where I really want to be. However, this year is unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I think we can all say that. So I'm just lucky. Like I said before, I have a really great set of teachers. So I know like the class and I know the people and I know the teachers and I know that I have a really great support system. So that certainly helps, makes it a little easier, but not a lot. Um, the next question is, okay, so this wasn't really a question, but somebody asked for hot takes, and I'm not really sure how controversial I want to get here, so I'm going to go very, very basic controversial, so maybe like a ha ha ha, you're wrong kind of thing. Um, so my first hot take is that pineapple does not belong on pizza. I'm not really going to elaborate, I just do not believe that pineapple belongs on pizza. Yeah, uh, not cool, not for me. Again, up to you, you do you, but any kind of Hawaiian pizza, or just pineapple on pizza, I've had it before. I mean, I'm also allergic to pineapple, so obviously I wouldn't eat pineapple pizza, but before I discovered my allergy, just not a fan, I don't think it belongs. Um, crusty white dogs. (laughs) I know some people that have them, and they're okay, but they're not cute, they're not fluffy, they're not adorable, personally. They are rugrats, in my opinion. My next hot take, Post Malone. I saw this. So, okay. So, I was looking through an article because I didn't really know, like, I don't know. Like, hot takes. Like, okay, I can do hot takes. Sure. Yeah, kind of. Not really. So, I looked through a couple articles because, you know, Maya and Research are basically a package deal. Um, So, the next one I saw was Post Malone is not really that good. And I was like, hmm, let me think about that. I did have a very small very, very minuscule, small Post Malone stage in my life. I am not going to deny it. And I listened to the song Better Now, like, all summer long. And it was just not... I mean, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh my god, I listened to Post Malone. And it just... I mean, 
the actual thing said Post Malone is everything that's wrong with music. I don't know if I'd go that far. However, I am not a huge fan of Post Malone. So the next thing we're going to do is I'm going to look through. I found one article that I want to read out and just kind of talk about some of the ones. It's on Thought Catalog. Anyway, um, let's see. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what a lot of these are. Okay, number, the first one we're going to talk about is lima beans are the best. I don't like beans, so it's a no for me. Planet Earth has only existed for about 6,000 years. I can't talk about that. I have conflicting beliefs on biology and Jesus, so, you know, there's that. Global warming isn't a real thing, and you know what? Neither is love. We're all just fooling ourselves. No comment. Global warming is real. I am going to say that. It is absolutely real. Um, if you're a true feminist, you don't hold the door for anybody. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I hold the door for people. It's not because I don't stand for feminism, but it's a respectful thing to do. People hold the door for me. There was one time I walked into Chipotle and this guy walking in with a girl held the door for me. And I was like, oh my God, chivalry isn't dead. Made me really happy. Okay, let's see the next one. Cats are so much better than dogs. I disagree. Actually, my cat and I had a moment today, but not enough for me to be like, I love you more than my dog. Because I think about my dog dying and I literally start crying. So we're just not going to go there. Um, we should all hope our kids grow up to be like Justin Bieber. I disagree. Um, that's a no for me. Kanye West seems like he'd be a fun person to hang out with. No comment. That out. Um, okay, so it has quite literally been six minutes. And I was really anticipating on this going a lot longer. So we're going to talk a little more. I've got two more things to discuss. Item number one, I wanted to share with you guys some of my favorite, favorite podcasts. And <laughs> number one, this was the first podcast that I actually like fell in love with. And now I kind of like binge it, which isn't really a healthy habit because it's a true crime podcast. And I do stay up at night, like, wondering if I'm going to get killed. You know, it's fine. Everything is fine. Anyway, it's a true crime podcast called Crime Junkie. Oh, my God. They are so good. It is amazing. If you're into, like, criminal minds, true crime, criminology, it's a really, really great podcast. I 10 out of 10 recommend new episodes every Monday. So, that's a great one. And then another podcast that I actually learned about through Crime Junkie, it's called Something Was Wrong. Um, The person that runs it is Tiffany Reese, and she... I only listen to the way she does her podcast is she does it in uh, seasons. So I've listened to season one, which is 14 episodes, and they're roughly an hour each. And it goes through this. The first season was about a girl who was in a relationship with a guy who seemed like the guy of her dreams, but then he turned out to quite actually be a psychopath. We use the term psychopath very loosely, but this guy was legitimately a sociopath and then further on in life turned into a psychopath so fun fact um i believe let's see one in 50 people i'm trying to remember the statistic one in 50 people are sociopaths so you probably know a sociopath so you know just keep that in the back pocket of your mind so those are my favorite podcasts and little fun fact for the day next thing i wanted to talk about and i'm gonna have to pull up my memories and my camera roll is fostering dogs um somebody put that in the q a let me try to find it um somebody did put you know your experience with dogs 
talk about being dog owners. Okay. So I, we fostered dogs. I'll talk about my whole history with dogs. It's really, it's adorable. Actually, it can't even talk about the whole thing. It's, it's very extensive. So we started partnering with a rescue called and they are in Connecticut. So they pick up dogs from the South. And we did this, we started, I think in 2015. And our first foster dog, we were looking for like a bigger dog. We were looking to foster to adopt. So my mom, we all wanted like a bigger dog. We were looking for a German Shepherd. Obviously, I mean, we've had experience with German Shepherd adults and it did not end well for us. Um, but we were just looking for a medium to large dog. And this woman reaches out to us from the rescue. She's like, listen, we have this small dog. Her name is Betty Davis. She's some kind of mix. We don't really know what. And, um, you know, she just needs to be taken for like the weekend. And then she'll be at an adoption event. Hopefully she'll get adopted. Well, Betty Davis, now known as Daisy May, is the diva of our household. She is my dog. She is my moral um, compass. No, she's not my moral compass. She is my moral support, my mini therapy dog. And she is the cutest and most amazing dog. Notice that she's not white and crusty, just saying. Um, but we went in like two days and like fell in love with her. She's so lazy. She sleeps like 23 hours of the day. We don't, she's not a protector dog at all. We were looking for a guard dog, but that's okay. Worst things have happened. And so basically, little side story, I'm hoping that I won't make you cry because I certainly cried. We, I think we got her the day before Halloween. And so I remember coming off and they came off of this truck. So she came right off of transport. So she came right up from Missouri. So they drive down to Missouri or the South and they pick up dogs. Now we're going to call her Daisy, but at the time she was Betty Davis and she got off the truck and it was just me and my mom. We had just gone up to get her. And I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, I think sixth grade. And we got off the truck and she smelled so bad. She smelled absolutely, I mean, like the worst, like it was just unexplainable. It was terrible. Like, you could tell that this dog has not received any attention, like, in a long, long time. She also, it was very evident that she had recently had puppies. So, we assume from her story that she had puppies and then, you know, was abandoned and her puppies were sold and she was just left, um, which is so sad in and of itself. But moving on from that, we get in the car and Daisy, we walk around for a long time before getting in the car, actually. She refused to pee. And Daisy is very, like, specific. I'm sorry if this is a trigger warning, but... Daisy pees like once a day because she sleeps most of the time. She's a very, very, very low energy dog. Anyway, so we get into the car and I'm, she's riding on my lap because she's like, we're not like, she was going to ride on my lap. She wanted to be on my lap. At least that's what I'm going with. And so we keep stopping thinking that she's going to like pee in the car. I'm like, it smells so bad in our car. Oh my God, it was terrible. So we get inside and everything is fine. She's easing in. She's smelling everything. At that time we had, um, only another cat who has since passed, Sunny, rest in peace, cancer really sucks, um, and they were fine with each other, so my mom went out to get dog shampoo for Daisy, and we gave her a bath, and she hated it, but it's fine, but the worst, the most, the saddest part for me is that the bath water was dark brown, and I am not at all exaggerating, it was like pond water, it was like swamp water, it was terrible, and she had fleas, and it was just, it was so, so, so sad and devastating, and, you know, that was, that was that, and then two days, I think it was like the day after Halloween or something, 
Um, she's never done this to me with me since. Um, but I sat down, like I came home from school. I was like exhausted. I had a crap ton of homework to do. And I sat like on the couch and Daisy May, we called her Betty at the time, but we knew that Betty Davis, cause she has these like blue and brown eyes. So they called her Betty Davis, like Betty Davis eyes, a song or whatever. And so she hopped up in my lap and just like lay down and slept on me for like an hour. And so I wasn't going to move and I couldn't get my homework. So it was not a waste of time. And I still remember it to this day. Daisy and I, like I'm her person. She's my dog. Um, and so that was that we came to the adoption event and we were pretty much set on adopting her. We were, our theory was if she doesn't get adopted at this adoption event, then we're going to adopt her today. And so as fosters, we were like pre-screened so we could literally take whatever dog we want, a little tiny bit of paperwork. Um, so we get to the adoption event and it's near a subway. And so my dad takes me and my siblings to subway. I am crying the entire time. It was just, it was devastating because th- that's my dog. Like nobody can adopt her. So we were jokingly like telling the screener, whoever was going to like be holding her at the adoption event, Hey, can you just like put her in a corner? And you know, I thought we were joking at the time, but I guess like it was truly meant like seriously. And so we come back after the two-hour adoption event. I am praying to God that she has not been adopted. I mean, like, we're checking our phones, like, making sure. I was just, I was a hot mess. I broke down in the bathroom. I broke down eating lunch. My dad's like, listen, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If she's meant to be our dog, she'll be our dog. I'm like, that doesn't matter. Like, I don't care at this point. I'm in an emotional state. Rare, rare emotional form. Well, luckily, we get back. And as you could probably imagine, Daisy May is not adopted. She's not the most flattering dog. Her pictures online on the website were not very flattering. They were not very beautiful. She just, you know, her ears were bad, but oh, I swear she can be so cute most of the time. Um, so yeah, we adopted her if you couldn't get that vibe. Um, so then, so our first foster, we call it a foster fail because we were bad fosters. We adopted the first dog. Well, comes down to 2019, maybe late 2018, probably 2019. And we decided that it was time to start fostering again. So our first, it was actually exactly a year ago we had our first foster dog. I mean, technically second, but I'm going to refer to her as our first. So we had Mocha, and my mom really, really attached to her. It was really sad to see her go. She actually like, left right before Christmas, and we had her for like four months. So that was really sad. Um, we've had a bunch of dogs. I think we've had a total of in terms of fosters, 11 foster dogs. So it's just, it's so rewarding when they go to a good family. I'm going to talk about a couple dogs in particular. Dog number one was Ernie. (laughs) Ernie. Anyway, Ernie was Daisy's size, but he was like long hair. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe him. He was like the perfect grandpa dog. Like, it's a very weird analogy, but when you see him and, like, you meet him, like, you get the vibe. Well, Ernie was with us for a while, and he did end up getting adopted, and it was very, very sad, but at the same time, like, it was rewarding. He was going to a great family, so we actually met them, and it was great. Now, we know, and we've all established the fact that Ernie would not have lasted another week in our house. We would have adopted him. Him him and Daisy, like, absolutely hit it off, and it was just, it was a great experience. He would come upstairs and sit on my sister's bed. Now, okay, we do not let dogs upstairs in our house anymore. And we really didn't ever with any of the foster dogs. 
Daisy would kind of sit upstairs because she's like the queen of the house. She's a diva. We call her Diva Daisy. Well, Ernie would come up to my youngest sister's room and at bedtime, like lay on her bed, like curl up, listen to bedtime stories. And then he would walk around to each of our rooms to make sure we're in our bed. He wouldn't like climb up. He'd just like look around, like, like he put his two front paws on my bed to like make sure I'm in there. Then he would go back to either my brother or my sister's room and sleep with them for the entire night. It was so, so cute. He was the most precious dog. He was so sweet. And then, okay, we're also not a fan of dogs begging at the table. However, exceptions were me for dogs like Ernie. So what ended up happening is he would put his chin. He had like a long snout, like a hound snout. He's no part hound, just for comparison there. But he'd like put it up on your knee and he would rest his entire head on your knee and just look up at you with those puppy dog eyes. It was priceless. So that's Ernie, everybody. A little promo for Ernie. He's already adopted and happy. However, you know, little experience. Next dog that we're going to talk about, he broke my heart. Um, His name is Fox and F-O-X-X. And the day we got him, me and my mom went, he had actually just been neutered. So he came from, he didn't actually come from the South. So he was a local dog. And so Fox, oh my God. Oh, he breaks my heart every time. We got him from the vet, straight up from the vet, and he'd just been neutered, and we got his cone, and he came in, and my he jumped up in the car, and he saw me, and immediately imprinted on me. I guess in his previous house, he had, there was a teenage girl, um, I think young teenage girl, preteen, I don't know, a daughter, who he was like emotionally attached to. I personally believe that Fox has something wrong in his head. He definitely has high-key separation anxiety. And we'll talk more about that in a second. Well, anyway, Fox over here, living it up, uh, gets in my car, and me and my mom, like, just look at him. And we, like, she just started crying. I just started crying. Like, it was like, a oh my god, such a deep amount of pity. And this poor dog looked so pathetic. He was shaking. He was whining. He, like, only wanted to be, like, next to me. I actually had to hop into the back seat so he could lay with me or like just like be right next to me and I was like oh my god this is pathetic like this is terrible well we get home and he's walking around and I immediately became his person I mean if he was ever between like ever out of my eyesight if he was ever like more than five feet away from me he would start whining he would start pacing around the floor it was terrible. I felt so bad, this poor dog. He ended up sleeping with me almost every night, and my parents had to enforce him to not, he wouldn't be able to sleep, like, in my bed anymore, because there was a point where I had Daisy next to me, and then I had Fox curled up, like, next to my, like, legs. So if I was, like, laying, you're laying flat on your back. Daisy's to my left, and then Fox is also to my left, but, like, on my legs. It was just, it was a crazy experience. So we actually had to enforce Fox not being allowed upstairs well that didn't work and no dog has ever slept in my parents bed but fox had so much anxiety and so much separation anxiety and just like he needed to be next to a person if it wasn't me then i mean i don't know who it could have been so we tried crate training him and it did not work um we were oh i can't say that i wanted to adopt him i mean he was my baby and i love him and he always holds a special place in my heart but logistically like we could not adopt him he was so obsessed with me he ended up going to a family again this was a really rewarding foster he went to a family that has multiple children like there's he's never alone so that was just it's good it was good to see him it was sad to see him go he was one of the only dogs I actually cried for um when he left oh I was so sad when he left I still remember um 
but yeah, he left during Corona too. So we had him when we were all at home and it was just, it was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So that was Fox. Oh, he breaks my heart. The next dog I'm going to talk about is Leo. Um, he's, (laughs) he's our current dog. He's a psychopath. Um, we got him on my birthday and it wasn't a birthday gift. It was just like because he was coming straight off of transport. So we got him on my birthday. He's a Rottweiler. And my mom was very hesitant to get a Rottweiler. He's like a stocky, chubby Rottweiler, though. When you think, he, I think it's like a Rottweiler lab mix. They say that every dog is a lab mix. He's clearly Rottweiler. However, um, yeah, so he's clearly Rottweiler. And we got him, and he was fine, and we had people over for my birthday, socially distanced, obviously, we were all outside, and we all set up chairs six feet apart, it was wonderful, and he was standing outside with us laying down, it was like, oh my god, like, this dog is so chill, he immediately, like, laid down, like, we had absolutely no issues with him, um, so then we had him for a little while, in a week, so then we, like, get a knock on the door, UPS, package drive, he, like, starts barking, we're like, oh my god, he's a guard dog, he is completely fine with all of my siblings, everybody in the family, like, he's not fine with the cat, but him and Daisy get along just fine. Well, we notice after, well, I think it was before we adopted him. The thing is, before, we had to adopt him very quickly because there were five applications in for him within, like, a week. And so we basically had, like, three days to figure out, okay, do we want this dog? And we had him for maybe a couple weeks. So we, like, knew him, or at least we thought we knew him. Um... And so we decided to pull the trigger. We were like, you know what? We're going to adopt him. Like, he's a perfect addition. He fits in super well. He loves, like, everybody. He, like, it's, he's great. And he gets along with Daisy. He has never had any accidents. Like, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. He barks when, you know, when people come to the door, which is great. But little did we know, he is um, ferocious towards intruders, even if they're not really intruders. We have had family come over. Or just, you know, to pick something up or drop something off. As soon as there is a knock at that door, he will come up from wherever he is, foaming at the mouth, growling as he exhales, growling as he inhales. I'm going to insert a clip of him barking and, like, running to the door because we've had to record it for dog trainers to hear. And we have been told by multiple trainers that this cannot be trained out of him. We have kind of, I don't, I don't want to say that we've defied that because he's still not great. He, I've trained him to do quiet, which is really great when it's UPS drivers and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to establish a spot for him to go to, trying to train him out of it. And there was a point in time where we were going to give him back to the rescue because it was a liability because we had, we would have kids coming in and out and we were like, we can't do this, but we're doing it. And we did it for months and months and months. So, you know, it was just very, very interesting and now we have, we've had one person, like, come over to our house, like, a couple times, or at least, like, show up at the door and, like, talk through the screen door, because, you know, we're in a pandemic, and now he's, like, okay with her, and so it's, like, well, are you, like, a normal part of the household? We've actually had him out of the house, or out of, like, we would lock him up, we have a door that slides closed, and we've actually had him, like, out completely fine, with the door open he hasn't tried to kill her so we're trying to figure out like what's going on in his head but it's just it's very strange um so yeah now we've adopted leo we have an awesome guard dog he's also a smuggle bug he's very very cute and that is really it 
I wanted to talk about really quickly another pet peeve that I had. Um, and this is one that I remember as I was driving. I don't get road rage. I do like, okay, so I don't like yell at people. No, I don't get road rage. Like you're typical, like, oh my God, like fury, angry. I just like talk to people and just like yell more like to get a rise out of myself just like to kind of like yell I build up anger I it's not like at a person like I'm not gonna like get out of my car and try to kill you that's absolutely not gonna happen however there is one thing on the road that absolutely ticks me off so much and that one thing is if you um if you if I'm driving on a road and then you pull out in front of me and you don't get on the gas I have no problem if you pull out in front of me. Like, that's no problem. However, step on the gas. Like, oh my god, it frustrates me so much. Get up to the speed. Like, I'm over here going 40 in a 40. Some guy pulls out, like, you know, into the road. And he's going, like, 20, 25. Stays at 25, 30. Oh my god. Is the most frustrating thing. It's so, it's, oh, oh my gosh. I can't. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. So you want to talk about like tiny, tiny pet peeves? Yeah, there's that. That is just not it for me. Um, yeah, that's basically all I had today. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Please keep your eyes open for that merch drop. Um, and we look forward to talking to you soon. I hope you guys have a very happy and healthy holiday, whatever you celebrate. Even, you know, if you've already celebrated it, take your vitamin C, people. Take your vitamin D. You cannot overdose on vitamin C. You can overdose on vitamin D, so be careful of how much you take. However, I took 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C today, and I don't regret it because I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good, and I'm willing myself to not get sick this holiday season. Not going to happen. So that being said, it's actually almost 10 o'clock at night, and I can't believe I've been talking for 27 minutes to myself. Anyway, thank you for listening so much, and I hope that you guys have a great night.